All right, welcome back to Fright Central. I'm Doc, and I'm back here again with Keck. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's all right, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> another day, another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you doing? B- busy, busy, busy. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Oh yeah, shit's like all crazy with FedEx. You want to go on a little rant right now? Or? No, not at all. I'd rather just move on and talk about uh, some of the news, and then uh, we're gonna talk okay. about nope tonight. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, if you want to go on a little rant, like I think everybody can relate to, like you know, stresses in the workplace. You know, we'll say we'll give you 120 seconds of the podcast. Go. Why are you so unhappy? <laughs> no. All right. No. Moving on. Uh, so remember the uh, Norman Reedus uh, Daryl spinoff of Walking Dead? Well, apparently uh, they are sending him to France is where that spinoff is going to take. So like I was saying, they should go to Europe. And and so uh, I didn't think they were going to take one of the bigger uh, actors and uh, send him to France. I thought they were just going to spin it off completely. But there you go. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, You want to make a good spinoff of The Walking Dead, do something really pissed. Like so that like go to the fucking moon. That's where they should go. <laughs> they should shoot on the fucking moon. That's what they I would watch that spin-off. If they were like, yeah, you know, like Russia bailed on the space program, like, you know, Elon Musk is like in on this and SpaceX is gonna send this to the moon, like that would be cool. Like, you know what I mean? But like otherwise, you know, fuck it. I have no interest in walking dead. Well, speaking of uh um, horror franchise is set in space. There's going to be another Saul movie called Saul X. I don't Ooh. think it's, uh, I'm hoping it's set in space, but it's probably not going to be. But you know, just Jason <laughs> X is in space, so why can't Saul X be in space? So Saul 10, yeah, it's going to be uh, directed by uh, Kevin Gurrett, who did um, Saul the Final Chapter, which came out in like 2010. I, I couldn't even tell you which one that was, like maybe seven or eight. Uh, the I lost count. I remember like uh, Saw 5 is the last one. that I don't think I saw it. I saw maybe the first. I might have seen up to Saw Part 4, but I stopped counting at 5. Um, obviously, the franchise has been pretty successful, though. I mean, they're still pumping them out. People are still pumped to see them. Yeah, um, I didn't like the last I know one. Two people, I know two yeah. people that love them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I like cool some of them, but yeah, they do end up becoming kind of like you know the Final Destination uh, series, where it's just you're you're just watching it for the kills. You you don't really care about you mean you mean the traps and stuff. You're just watching it for the traps. You're not really watching it for like yeah. Um, anything else at this point because i couldn't tell you like what the fuck is going on anymore like it's like because yeah it was like 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 cool and like yeah and like the dude died and like the chick like took over and then like apparently someone said the dude then came back from the dead and he's the guy again like so i was just like what the fuck like so i don't know yeah it's just like cheap thrills yeah i feel like i watched them not that long ago and then i at the same time like i think i did it before the uh book of saw one uh with chris rock came out and like i couldn't tell you like the difference between any of them after like maybe the third one although uh, like as i'll start watching it though i'll be like oh yeah that's what happened in this one okay now i remember but like offhand i'm like yeah they all kind of start blending together after a certain number of them so 
they were incredibly violent. There's a lot of stuff that was just like really hard to watch. I do remember that guy um, being in a pit and they were going to drown him in the guts from like there were like pigs with maggots like going through a meat grinder and they were going to like drown him in like the guts of those pigs that were going to. I mean, there was some like creative stuff that was like kind of cool, but like, I don't know. It was just like a lot of fucked up shit, like real brutal kills. And a lot of the time, like I felt like the people that were getting killed didn't even really like deserve it in a lot of like instances. So I don't yeah, know. Like the killers just... were being like the killer was being real petty about shit to like help them turn yeah. around their life. And it yeah. was like you smoke a lot of weed, now you have to do all the drugs <laughs> like, <laughs> to survive. Yeah. He was I don't know, man. I guess he just like I don't know. In his old age he uh I don't know. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah, uh the last bit of news I have isn't really news. It's like watching a teaser or an announcement for a movie about the, them telling you that a movie's going to come out, because that's pretty much what this is, is the uh, producer Roy Lee teases uh, Friday the 13th news coming soon. Oh, wow, <laughs> so he's just being a fucking asshole? So he's just like, yeah, uh, yeah, I might have some news for you at the end of the uh, the year. Like, that's about the news for fun like that's not even fucking news like how are you reporting on news it's not news like just let yeah. me know when he actually says something <laughs> like because there's like right now all you're doing is just speculating on what it could be like whether it's going to be jason without uh pamela Voorhees, or like they made a victor miller and fucking sean cunningham like you know our boys again and we're going to get a full fucking movie or what's going on to so. my understanding those two are nowhere near like, yeah. being close. Like, so, like, I actually do look into that. And, like, for, to my understanding right now, there's not even dialogue between them. Yeah. So, so I don't know what they're going like, to do. Real hush-hush. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the, same, like, at the same time, it's just saying, be like, oh, yeah, I might have some news for you by the end of the year. It's like, you could be saying you have, like, you're going to release a toy line or fucking some shit. It doesn't even necessarily have to be movie news. You know I mean? It just says yeah. Friday the 13th franchise news. Like, that was it. Like, yeah, it's a, a real cheap teaser. Like I said, like, it, it would be awesome if the two of them could just get together and be like, I don't like you. You don't like me. We don't even have to talk to one another. Let's just agree that, like, we're going to make money. And like let ideas flow. Like I copyright to you, you copyright to me. Let's just let it and we'll split the fucking profits. Yeah. Let's just, you know, but it's the real world and bitter fucking assholes don't yeah. act like I mean, they that. could easily just do a Friday thirteenth movie that doesn't, you know, say Pamela Voorhees at all, and it's just about adult Jason Voorhees, like like most you of the can, Friday the 13th movies are after like, you know. You can, well, and I guess you could have like a legal consultant on set at all times, like making yeah. sure that you don't go over any copyright material. But like, I don't know, there's always going to be, I think, tension for like a production company because it's like, you know, if they were to do all that and make the movie and then like one of like, you know, them decides like, yo, I want our lawyers to like comb through this and like, you know, try to sue or push back production or just do something shady when you have two hostile entities. It's always going to be like a risk. But I mean, we talked about Saul and how there's a desire for that. There's still people going to say it. 
dude, there's a massive desire for Friday the 13th. Like, yeah. everyone I know, like, it seems like the more played out it got, like, with Jason in space, the more people actually liked it. They yeah. like the idea that it's just so ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I want I like Jason 11. Just pick, like up, just pick up from where Jason 10 left off. And, and, like, that's how you start the fresh franchise. It's on a new Earth. Or a, me- a meteor hits the Earth. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a meteor like hits the new Earth. New Lake and, Crist- Camp yeah. Crystal Lake, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the meteor, like, makes, like, a glacier. And then it's, like, a man-made thing where they fill it up with water. And Jason comes out of the hole at the bottom of the lake from, like, the glacier he formed when he fell to Earth in that comet. Well, With remember that. at the at the end of Jason, he uh, the, he falls into that new lake, and those and the two kids sitting on the mountain see it, and they're like, "Let's go check it out." I, I don't think they actually show impact, do they? Yeah, I, yeah. They the show the, into the lake. Though, but, oh, there's yeah. actual impact into the lake. Yeah, and then the kids so are like, "Oh, Jason let's go check it out." Straight up survived reentry. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming this way. Yeah, he survived re-entry. Man. He yeah. he he survived space. The, yeah, so of course he, he's gonna survive re-entry. <laughs> uh, friction has nothing on him. Yeah. Anyway, the only other thing is um notable mention of uh, an actress that I really have loved throughout the years and Hesh. Uh, is unfortunately not going to be uh, available for any future roles, and uh, she will be missed. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, really is. Tragedy. Uh, there were some other ones, but I've already forgot, and I didn't, I didn't write them down because there's been a lot that uh, over the past couple of weeks, um, some classic like creators and stuff like that. But yes, there actually has been uh, something of a string of uh, passings lately. Um, not not even not just by people like in horror, but just in general, like in the music world and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to get into that, but yeah, there has been a, a, a lot of death recently. Yeah, and I just haven't really been keeping up with it, but Anne Hayes yeah. was like one of the more recent, more prominent ones. That that one's just kind of stuck in my head because of the way it like happened with the car accident. And yeah, like, it yeah, I'm taking mean, off life support, so it was like in the news yeah. for a couple of days. It wasn't just like, yeah, a, yeah, a, a thing. But. And she was like, we should put she was a very significant figure. Um, she did a lot of things like her and Ellen DeGeneres. I think were the first like openly like lesbian like couple in like the early 90s like they were credited to doing a lot so i mean and hey like you know i don't know if like i would consider her to be like you know um a blockbuster actress that a name that everyone knows but um she was very significant to me. She played uh, several memorable roles that I really loved. Yeah, and a, and, and a, and a bunch of different genres, too. Like, she was in yeah. horror and sci-fi and drama. And yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah. played everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I even saw her in, like, a Women in Prison movie. Like, you know, yeah. Anne did everything. And yeah. she could do everything, you know what I mean? She had, like, that diversity where, like, she could... You could pretty much put her in any role. My favorite was, and I don't want to take up too much time on this, but her side, Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman in Wag the Dog, which is a fantastic film. And um, her performance, like 
just stood up with De Niro and Hoffman's like, I don't know. I was very, very unhappy to hear about this, but, um, yeah. you know, life goes on and we go on. Yeah, and, and that so, was a uh, kind of a good segue too with uh, Wag the mentioning Wag the dog because um, Wag the dog is about the uh, government using media to, you know, trick people into thinking that there's a war to help uh, <laughs> help promote it was indeed yeah help promote the the uh, you know the the to help promote the numbers and uh, likability for the president and Nope is kind of about how Hollywood is you know uh uses people and then kind of spits them back out and forgets about them you know when that when they is don't that what that was about yeah yeah i mean that's because kind of because all his things kind of have this social commentary like get out was about like race and the uh us was about class and this one was about like how hollywood exploits people and and how everyone's like also attracted to um you know it um they're uh oh, we're, we're sorry i left uh humans uh addiction to uh spectacle you know and stuff like that and like that's kind of what i i got from it anyway well first off we're talking about jordan peele's uh 2022 nope that just recently came to theaters and um full disclaimer i have come to the conclusion i don't like jordan peele's movies I just simply don't. And I had a discussion actually earlier today with someone else that was explaining to me that like, I just didn't like appreciate his genius. And um, that might be, uh, I don't appreciate his genius. I, you know, his most successful movie, I believe was Get Out. Yeah, And I would say out of the films he's made, that was the one I liked the most. Yeah, I agree but with that. One thing I do notice about all Jordan Peele's movies is they are very woke. And well, whenever all about, find, they all have a different social commentary and, that, and a lot of them are. Yeah, I get that. But so. like the one thing, the one thing I feel and the one thing I constantly notice, like whenever I'm watching his movies is just, the constant like thing with race. I don't know. You, you're never forgetting what color skin you are when you're watching his movies. And I just think they're a little bit like too crazy woke for me. I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel he focuses on, he, I get it. He wants to like talk about race and he wants to like illustrate it in interesting ways and stuff like that. Get people thinking I, I'm totally on board with that. I, I respect that. And he also wants to make movies, you know, with black people about black people, but like that, that they're not, you know, just, you know, cannon fodder. They're like, he wants to make movies for himself that he would want to watch about with with actors that look like him, which isn't as prominent in Hollywood. I get all that and I'm cool with it. But like, I just feel like it's like crushingly like piece of like uh, just a hand to the face. Like, it's just like every fucking second. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it's a little bit too over the top. And um a lot of people I've talked to like sort of feel this way. Um, I'm just saying me in general, personally, I'm not a fan of his style or his films, but I 
definitely do respect him. And as for note, I just want to give a disclaimer before getting into the movie. Um, I'm not a Jordan Peele fan. So that that's what I was trying to say. As for Nope, um, I did not pick up on the things that you were saying. So you should give your commentary of it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, first of all, Nope is about like um, a, a group of, uh, you know, horse farmers that, you know, live like about 40 minutes outside of Hollywood that use their their show horses they their hollywood they use their horses you know in hollywood movies when they need it and their whole uh background is that the first uh moving picture on camera was a black man on a horse and they're like the great ancestors mm -hmm. and they really play into that and uh it starts off with keith david's character you know the head of the family he suddenly dies from like objects that just randomly fall out of the sky that the government blames on uh airplane yeah, like lo loose change and shit yeah. like that i think a nickel like landed in his and brain like, or something yeah and killed him that way and like they're all like they don't believe it they think it's an um they think it's aliens and they want to capture the uh the ultimate the well, he doesn't think it's aliens right away though does he like in the very beginning he's just kind of like wait what the fuck was yeah all that? like but they didn't believe the government's thing and then like they slowly yeah, they know, thought there was something fishy about yeah. the whole yeah. yeah so they but, slowly like i don't think, think they about. thought it was aliens right away no but uh then he so to help with the sense they the hollywood industry is kind of pushing them out uh mainly because the father's not around but also because they're using a lot of cgi and stuff now so that they don't really need the um the horses on camera so then he starts selling them to um steven young's character from uh um glenn from walking dead who was in the show business as a child and had witnessed it was on um a tv show with a with an orangutan who kind of went nuts and murdered a bunch of people on set well and that's the scene his, that i definitely wanted to talk a little bit tore about. up his co-workers uh face and uh and he survives and then he goes on to run this ranch and he knows about the aliens and he's been feeding the horses that he's been buying from uh daniel oj's uh character um he's been using those horses to to feed to the uh alien creature who is uh for his spectacle to make money off of it for profit and that's that's kind of the basic story right there <laughs> well what i was saying is um you were talking about like the, now this deeper meaning is this what you read about the movie or is this like your personal observation because you were talking about what you got from it was about hollywood spitting people out um hollywood's treatment of african-americans and minority actors and actresses and, and or kind of like people in general as well because the, the even and the, this is what you personally picked yeah up even on, the cinematographer who's going for like the ultimate shot like he like he if he feels like if he doesn't get this shot like he's not the best cinematographer in the world like so he has yeah. to keep working and keep getting that that impossible shot that no one can get and he like sacrifices his life to try to get that shot yeah, I do. I do like that act 
I have yeah. not seen him in a really long time. Um, I, I do not know his name, but I do I do very much like that actor. Uh, I don't know what happened to him, but he looked fucking ripped in this movie. He looked <laughs> all the way fucking shredded, yeah. like real fucking grizzle. He yeah. was um he was the bad guy in the crow. That's like one of like my earlier uh, memories of him. He was also in the doors as like their record. Yeah, I, I liked him. Um, I didn't like them. I like UFO movies and stuff like that. I'm into that. Aliens usually like alien movies usually scare me. They're like the only horror movies that actually really scare me. And of course, this movie just you know it didn't really have like you said it didn't really have much to do with aliens there was obviously like a, another meaning to it um i didn't pick up on all the uh cues and subtleties and whatnot yeah um but let me say what i did like though okay um i really enjoyed the first sequence when they um discover the saucer for the first time when they have the camera set up after they go to you know talk to that weird tech guy who's like yeah. a true believer and they set everything up i like that series uh especially when she yells to can't believe they named him oj man he just went all out this shit fucking <laughs> um but uh motherfucker anyway but like when she says like oj it's in the cloud run I really liked that sequence. I thought it was like well done. It like was, you know, the bug landing on the camera, like gives you like a little jump. And then when he calls up and uh, he's like, oh yeah, like uh, camera two is like ancient aliens dead or something like that. And then, you know, the suspenseful music and the rest of the sequence. I like that shot. I, I thought that that was really well done. Um, I thought that was very entertaining. And then, of course, what you were talking about was um, when the ape goes ape shit. Yeah. When they're showing, that was really, really well done scene. The way they uh, shot that show, I mean, it looked exactly like, um, you know, like an early 90s sitcom that you would say, um, you know, and... Uh, I just thought it really came together. Well, you got some action going on, on your side there. Somebody was not <laughs> happy about somebody else's parking job or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought the way they did that was just like really well done. It took outside the movie because when you first see, I mean, I'm just going to call him Glenn from the walking dead because yeah. that's how everybody's going to know. him. Um, I can't say I've seen that actor in many roles. Um, I just know him from The Walking Dead. But when they first show his character, uh, you can tell like he's having like some kind of psychological issue because they show like a flashback to him as a child with like blood on his face for a second with yes. these like old dark black eyes. Like, and you're like, what the fuck is that all about? And then they actually show the scene where the ape just goes berserk out of nowhere and how it fades to black and you just hear like ah! <laughs> that ape was having non-flashbacks man like when yeah, the like, blues were popping he just, he just, this just fades to black you just hear like and it's out of nowhere like there's balloons everything's calm you don't even see the monkey 
um, before that. Like, it's just them handing presents. So yeah. you don't even see the way he's dressed with that stupid birthday hat or anything like that. The balloon pops. That somehow suddenly sets the monkey off. It goes to fucking dark. And then there's just total chaos. And, you know, the monkey, like, eats off that one, the little girl's face. Yeah. And, you know, um, chases down the one guy and, like, appears to beat him to death. And, uh, you know, it was just like a real creepy scene. And then, you know, he sees, uh, what was the monkey's name? Gordy, I think his name was. Yeah, Gordy. I think so. Yeah. And he sees Glenn as a child's character who's hiding under the table. He takes refuge under the table and watches like everyone that was on set get slaughtered. Um, you know, and then the ape sees him and slowly goes over to him and is like about to give him like a fist bump. Yeah, before and he's shot. Yeah. I from that uh flashback to him with the blood on his face, I knew that he that I knew the ape was about to get taken down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I knew that that blood was gonna, you know, be the ape gang splattered on his face and um I don't know. That scene didn't disappoint. So, although as a whole, I didn't like the movie, and I'm not really uh, a fan of Jordan Peele, I did definitely like respect like certain scenes, and even the ending, which I just thought was oh gee, what the fuck ever. Um, it did look cool, like the aerial stuff. Yeah, with like, flying and sucking people up and stuff like that. That was yeah, the, the craft yeah. in there. Yeah. So like. I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, I would say I probably enjoyed this movie more than I did Us. I yeah. would say that. I thought it was I more enjoyable. I thought, like, as ludicrous as the story seemed to be, like, I thought it was a lot less ludicrous than Us, which just completely fell apart at the end yeah you know yeah. i mean i think we both kind of agree that there was just a stupid fucking story yeah um started off so well like three quarters of that movie so good and then yeah it just kind of falls apart. i would yeah i would recommend anybody like if anybody watched asked me like should i check out nope like despite me like not really being into it and not being into his films i would tell them i would definitely check it out i would definitely recommend it because you know i think so i'm just i'm trying to give respect where respect is due um i think that just certain scenes and uh certain elements of this movie um definitely bears the merit to give it a view so yeah uh, I, I, that's where we're on that yeah, I also like the uh, the other thing that it was also about was like respecting animals and like, you know, not looking yeah. at them in the eyes and like even the even what uh, what you think is a tame wild animal, like there's no such thing. Anything can set it off at any moment. So I don't know about the whole like looking in the eyes thing. I don't. That's like a known thing, like uh, with certain predators. Yeah, with certain predators, like if you if you're not even with uh, with apes. Like if you're not like known to have like been with the ape a lot, they they tell you not to look in the eyes of the of the animal because it, it's it'll de like certain animals will deem that as a threat. And I did not realize that. See, yeah. I I thought there well, there's certain animals you're supposed to make. Like yeah, there's certain eyes. One you are, like, and certain ones you're not. 
Yeah. So it depends. same thing with like bears. Like you, like some you are supposed to just curl up into the ball. Others you're supposed to make yourself look really big, you know, and intimidate. Yeah. So, yeah. You're supposed yeah. to make your presence known. You're supposed to make yourself look a little bit larger than you actually are. Like I know that. I know some dogs. Like uh, direct eye contact is absolutely critical because if you shy your eyes away, they take you as like prey. And they'll actually, you know, um, that can provoke them to attack you. Yeah. But I did not know anything about horses and not looking them in the eye. I had never heard that. Before. Yeah, yeah, with well, a horse, wild horses too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, spoilers, obviously. But uh, the UFO actually turns uh, turns out to be a creature and not just a UFO. Yeah, um, that was one criticism of mine but i not the fact that it's a creature but at the end of the movie when it unflails into like this butterfly type of thing i wish it kind I of thought, i thought that that, that looked very cool yeah. but i thought in the story it was just stupid I yeah mean, it didn't make I, it, I, it didn't make sense that it went unfurl like that it should have just stayed in yeah. the form that it was but yeah, uh, i don't i really liked how it like <laughs> moved and it like it like a creature and like it was sucking people up and then it would like drop out all the inanimate objects. And when it pours down all the blood and all the stuff on the house, I thought was really cool. And then it just fucking soaks the house with blood and, and all the, the insides of other people and stuff like and that. And so Glenn was just feeding that thing horses for years. That was like, his I don't think thing. it was years because it was only maybe a, a year or a few months. Oh, I thought he had, had said, because that's the one other thing I wanted to draw attention to. I forgot to mention that was another scene that I like. Uh, I should call them sequences because yeah. that's really what they were. Um, I enjoyed the uh, sequence scene where Glenn has the, um, I don't know what you, I don't want to call it a rodeo because that's not really what it was. It was like this little attraction he did out yeah, in the desert. Like a Hollywood like a little, like show thing type of thing. Yeah. It was like, it, it was rodeo esque. Um, but like, you know, because he's all dressed up like a cowboy and shit like that with his wife. And, um, you know, he has the horse out there, but. I got see from when I saw that scene, um, I thought he talked about like his family and how his family had been being visited by this alien craft for a long amount of time. I thought it was like many years. Like, oh, I maybe thought, you saw it re more recently than I did. So I, yeah, I saw uh, like. Well, I'm not like, like I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know how long he'd been doing it, but I mean, that's like a pretty twisted fucking thing. Yeah. I like, know he's he, only been feeding, feeding horses. horses? <laughs> yeah, he's only been feeding them horses since, uh, OJ started selling him the horses when his father died. Oh, just that, the, uh, that's when up. he started feeding the horses. Yeah. So I don't know if he was feeding him other horses before that, but to, cause like he wanted to buy out the farm cause he knew the alien was there. And he, if he bought, own both properties he'd be able to to find it more and yeah. he was buying the horses from him to, to feed the the horses to the to the creature but he's only been doing that since he started selling them the horses he wasn't doing that before so okay so the horse feeding thing was more recent 
Yeah. But the UFO uh, contact between Glenn and Glenn's family might have been back a little bit Maybe. further than that. And he had just kind of figured out a way where he was able to showcase the UFO so that he could sell yeah. it for profit. He yeah, because like, he's seen it because he definitely knew what it was before they did. While yeah. they're still trying to get the shot, he's like, I'm going to turn this to sell tickets and as a spectacle. And the only reason it killed him that time and everyone else there was because of that um, statue of the horse. Yeah, the, uh, they the fed it like the plastic off. horse. And, and, yeah, and, the thing and, off. and it pissed it off, so it killed everyone there. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, yeah cool. it like sucks every, they, there is a scene where they like, uh, it's kind of like a, like weird alien fake out scene where you think like you know they're getting pulled into the craft and it looked like they were just getting like sucked up into a meat grinder or something yeah yeah like i like the shots of the inside of the creeping and blood and yeah. yeah it looked like a very terrible pit of unpleasantness almost like for an instant it was kind of like a flash to the movie event horizon where yeah. they're showing what happened to the crew when they engaged that drive and they're like in hell that's sort of like it was a little bit reminiscent of like just scream and blood and guts and like it was very unpleasant to be at that show for anybody involved oh yeah and, um, <laughs> of course you see the little girl that was involved in the gordy incident she actually survived Although from the look of her face, I guess she couldn't afford plastic surgery because, you know, you could tell that half of her face was eaten off by an ape. Yeah, so, that's another thing with, you know, uh, Hollywood not taking care of, you know, the people that, that have brought them up. You know? You're saying like, she just, should have had proper health insurance. Yeah, that Hollywood should have taken care of her uh, for that incident, and clearly they didn't. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, literally, they. I mean, I, I don't know why she was wearing that specific. I guess it was to draw attention to her. Yeah. Well, that veil is actually um, reminiscent of an actual event that happened to a woman who got it, who was like an orangutan. You know. um, uh, Oh, there's. Oh, there was uh, something actually behind it. Yeah, it was. A, it actually tore her face up, and like she did, like an interview, and she's wearing like a veil, and you can kind of see her fucked up face a little bit. Oh wow! And though, so that was like a parallel to that. It was like, oh a wow, yeah. I had I had no idea. So yeah, apparently, but yeah, maybe if you haven't seen the film yet and uh, haven't discouraged you too much, maybe you want to read a little bit about it first um because that's interesting i had no idea that there was actually um you know there were uh you know things like that involved in it i had no idea that that they were uh yeah i i had no idea that was the case but uh that's very interesting so i was thinking like why the fuck would she be wearing that like huge thing in a veil and then a picture of herself i think as a child she was wearing like a shirt right with a picture of herself oh, the way she looked when i think it was of the show yeah from the show yeah. yeah it was a picture of her from the show when the way she looked right before the ape bit her face off and so i it was just like the weirdest creepiest fucking thing like if my half my face was eaten off i think i'd rather just like rock my face eaten off in public than wear that shit like yeah. you know what i mean so it was just like a really i would 
rather you know wear a jason mask than you know <laughs> wear what she was wearing like um, i pretty much anything would have been better the other scene that I really liked was the fake out alien scene where like the little kids are wearing the Halloween mask and they're creeping out yeah. Jay in the barn. I thought that was really well done too. Yeah, that, that was yeah. that is something worth mentioning. That was um that was uh one thing because uh someone had asked me, um, do you actually see aliens in Nope? And I said in a way, yes. And they're yeah. like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, well, check out the movie. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, not a fan, but I definitely like liked certain parts of it. I'm definitely not unhappy that I saw it. And um, I would definitely recommend people uh, checking this one out and, you know, forming your own opinion and see what you think. I certainly didn't pick up on all this stuff about Hollywood chewing up and spitting people out like you did um yeah. I, I i don't know if that's like what he was trying to portray or not but i mean that's an interesting take that was obviously lost on me personally yeah well yeah i mean i agree with you that it's better than yeah. us but not as good as get out so that's where i would put it in but i also enjoyed most of this movie except for like the the way it unfailed at the end um i thought that was the only thing that was throwing me off but i thought it was beautifully shot i thought cool everyone was good yeah it, it looked cool when it unveiled at the end even though it was ridiculous yeah. like it looked cool you know what it was it was a little bit reminiscent i don't know if this was like intentional or not but it sort of reminded me when it unfolded at the end of the aliens from the movie the abyss oh, okay when they're under the sea yeah sort of reminded me of the way that they showed them i i don't i have no idea if there was any intention on doing that but it just it brought that to mind well, quick question before we go uh do you think that it was an alien from outer space or an alien from the deep was it a kaiju movie or was it a uh alien movie because when it unfailed it does kind of remind me of like mothra and, and like godzilla yeah. characters too so it very well could have been from the deep that comes up to feed it, you know, every once in a while. It's just decided to find a home there, or it could have been in the sky the whole time. We don't know. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, obviously, I like how it's it open had... up for theories. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm personally not going to lose any sleep thinking about this movie. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I've, I took from it what I'm going to take from it, nothing more. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, that's all I have. Yeah, but yeah, we both uh, would agree to check it out. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah, worth, no doubt, definitely no worth doubt. a look. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a look, and uh, you know, see what you think. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining me, and I'll we'll talk to you uh, soon. Yep, absolutely. Take care of yourself, buddy. All right. Peace.